Hi everybody, I am Lady Stars on Fire. You're listening to Otherland Dreams. And I'm here with Hill Hippie. How you doing, sweets? Hello. That was long. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> what are you playing with? A string. I was just curious. I kept seeing it out of the corner of my eye. I'm sorry. Uh, um, so anyway, everybody, um, Tonight we're going to be talking about uh, cord cutting and what that means, basically. Before I get into cord cutting, though, I, I've, I really want... The show is about cord cutting, and we're going to be talking about cord cutting, but I really want to make sure people understand cord cutting is not the same thing as energy in the form of, you know, like, feeling energy or from people or from spirit in general it it it's deeper than that it doesn't come in it, it's it's a different form it's it's not felt the same way more or less uh because uh, long story short i mean it gets into you it's not in the it's not out of the aura it's not out of the outside of the body like most of us feel when we pick up energy for those who are an empath or growing into a medium, they kind of, typically we feel energy and it, it's just completely a different energy. I mean, first off, people will, they'll try to clean, you know, like sage and burn, um, sage, smudge, burn incense, um, feather dusting, take salt baths to try to clean their energy, to clean their aura. And stuff along that line. But that's not the same thing as cord energy. It's not going to be cleaned the same way. It can't be cleansed and just removed in the same idea as what we typically do when we're looking at, you know, removing negativity or a lower vibrational energy. It, it's it, when, when, a, when a, a medium... Or uh, when a medium or even an empath or someone who's starting to come into their energy starts to feel energy, they kind of, some may feel a little bit more claustrophobic or smothered, suffocated, something sitting on them. Something feels like they're pushing on their energy. Get your big butt off my energy. Basically, I mean, you're coming into an energy, something's pushing up against you, and it's making you feel this this way, whether it's an emotion, whether it's energy, whether it's spirit or something, depending on where you are, whether you're, you know, and I say where you are because, in my opinion, all empaths eventually grow into the medium the more they become comfortable with it. And, like, Hill Hippie has heard me say a million times, you know, I, I, I speak of the bee charmer. And as you become closer to moving into that medium energy, you really need to be able to understand that bee charmer kind of energy because you have to be able to hollow out and get comfortable with the hollow, more or less, so that you can feel that energy of the medium without having problems. Now, the reason I'm explaining this is because, like I said, as we move into the cord cutting it's it's different it's not the same kind of energy this is something that gets inside of you and it also takes from you and then while you're learning how to cut those cords the biggest thing is is you need to learn how to treat yourself like someone that you would love or that you have loved more or less because you're teaching yourself how to make sure if you do have cords which you should not at least I'm sorry, you look like you were about to send it flying like it was a rubber band. <laughs> no, no, it's just the irony. I I sit down and I find this string on the table and you stay, You uh, if you have cords and you shouldn't have any cords and I look down and I'm playing with a cord. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I looked down and I was like, 
it's just a string. How is he going to fling that thing across here at me? <laughs> oh, never doubt me. <laughs> but what I'm, what I'm trying to say is technically you should never have cords, but you're going to. The idea is to cut them because it's healthier to not have cords. You shouldn't be attached to anything in general. I mean, but the point is, is it can take from you. It can, it can, it, it can move into so many other ill forms in the long run. Do you have any questions or anything for me before I go any further? Yeah, I think there should be a specification here because, you know, you say that you shouldn't have any attachments. Well, to a certain degree, I agree. Uh, I'm with you. And to another, like I'm always going to be attached to my daughter. Well, that's what I'm saying. There are cords that you're not going to get rid of. There are certain ones that you're never going to get rid of, even if you wanted to. I mean, and, and don't take this the wrong way, but there are people out there who don't love their family. Right. And they wish to not be anything of with them. However, that cord's not going to fully ever be detached. It may be detached temporarily, but it will rebuild. So, there, but the statement of you shouldn't have any cords... You shouldn't have many cords. Is, would that be yeah, a little you, more accurate? The point is, is you don't want to have attachments because it can become ill. Now, of course, there are going to be cords that you're going to have, like you just said with your daughter. And and that's something, you, even if for other people who don't have good relationships with their family, I mean, they may break them. Okay, perfect example. I love my mom, but my mom can exhaust the crap out of me, and I have to cut her cord temporarily just so I can breathe. It's going to reattach, but that's so that I'm not picking up her... What's the best way of putting it? All of her stress and her anxiety. Her neuroses? What what is that, neuroses? I'm basically saying she's uh, neurotic. Yeah, okay, exactly. So I'm... I have to take, I have to cut my own cord from my mom temporarily just to, and clean that shit out, and then it's going to reattach, and once it gets bad, I got to cut it again and re-cleanse it, more or less. The idea is, is if you're going to have attachments and you're going to have cords, you need to find a way to make sure you've taught people how to love you correctly. However, part of that has to do with your chakras and learning what you don't know about what you've allowed people to treat you badly so that you're having these problems. All right. What, you really look like that was something you disagreed with? I could go on a whole different... I could take up the time or the entire show based on that conversation alone. So let's move forward. Okay. Um, but my point is, is you, you want, there, if you're going to have cords with people, you want to make sure that, you know, they're, they're going to be healthy cords. You don't want ones that are going to turn into clean, inflexibility, um, impatient, unkind, jealous, insecure, um, selfishness, greed, uh, oh, somebody has this phone on. <laughs> Of turning off. <laughs> <laughs> Fulfillment from the other side of self, meaning ego, basically, and expressions of ego. You you want to make sure that these cords aren't attaching to you and bringing negativity to you. I mean, because that is the whole point of why we cut the cords. We cut the cords so that we can have a healthier life. Now, for those, like you were just saying with your daughter, as long as you can definitely keep them in healthy standards that's fine but not everybody's healthy enough to do that point blank right like i said i just wanted to clarify when you said you should not have any cords you know absolutely no cords this sounds like the outdated dogma of the jedi have no attachments to no one or anything all right i get what you're saying i mean i look at it as you should have no cords because like I said, they're going to, if you stay with certain people in your life, they're going to grow back anyway. Right. Blank, blank. But that doesn't always mean that the people in your life are good for you or, or attaching to you in healthy ways. I mean, because there are the ones that are, you know, from your heart. I mean, you know, like your heart to your heart chakra, from your head to your heart chakra, you know, from your heart chakra to your sacral chakra, and they can start really messing with your head. And what happens in the long run, if it's not been 
cut, not been taken care of. What happens in the long run is it turns into soul loss. It turns into actually being uh, uh, stolen. The energy, the, the ability, like the ability to, you know, have self-respect. Mm-hmm might be stolen and it can be literally there are, i mean there are as they as you people might want to see it like sorcerers so to speak people who do witchcraft Brujas. there are ones who will steal it just because they fucking can and even though the whole thing is is when it turns into a soul part that they've taken from you and it's actually created a soul loss situation that becomes more than a cord cutting situation. You no longer have that ability to do that anymore. You've lost it. And the thing is, is even if someone stole it from you, whether they're alive or dead, and I'll get into that in a second, whether they're alive or dead, is they can't use your soul part. They can only keep you from using your soul part. They're just taking it from you and refusing to give it back. But, I mean, like, if even if, if it's someone who's crossed over, see, this is the thing. But by the time someone has crossed over, they can't actually cross over. They're stuck in limbo. They have to let go of that soul part before they can actually cross over and move into, as people would like to say, the light, get, get healthy, get whole again. Yeah, he just walked out of the room. Okay. And if they're still carrying what they've stolen from you or not even realize that they stole it from you. Mm-hmm. I mean, because there are ones who will do it on purpose. And then sometimes because of cords never being cut, they've taken it and they don't acknowledge and they can't cross. So even though they're dead, they're kind of stuck in limbo and they might be hanging around because they want to give it back, but they don't know how or they don't know that they have it. And that's one of the things shamans do. Shamans will go in and either do the cord cutting while people are alive. Or, you know, they'll go in and find the deceased member in, in the middle world and do work there and cut the cord there. So that the other can move on as well as give back their soul part. But a lot of times if if someone has stolen the soul part and they don't give it back, even if it was accidental. The point is, they can't use your soul part, so we may have to give them a gift of what that was. Like acceptance, like, no, like, perfect example. Somebody no longer has the ability to forgive. Mm -hmm. So you may have to help them and gift them a forgiving, but not your soul part, something that they can use to help them forgive so that they can move on while you take what they took from somebody else and give it back. Right. Is the idea here. Um, I'm trying to make sure if that's where, where I wanted to go with that, if, if I was trying to leave it at that. Do you comprehend what I'm getting at? Mm-hmm. I mean, the idea is... Is, is first off, I mean, I, you got to also make sure that the soul part's willing to return. Because sometimes, I mean, typically if you go in, it, like a medium goes into the middle world or something and doesn't have to be a shaman and wants to do it, it try to return a soul part, I mean, typically they're going to want to return to where they belong. Right. But there might still be a fearful reason and it has to be talked into being returned. Now, whole, the whole point of the show, though, is, is to not get to that fucking point. Right. So, But you might as well talk about the consequences as well if uh, not tended to. Yeah, exactly. Because if it's not tended to, that's exactly where it's going to go. It's, it's going to turn into something that's been stolen from you removed from you and you're no longer going to be able to take care of that it's situations of you know of being able to love yourself situations of being able to love others you know uh, of you know feeling like somebody is dominant to you somebody owns you somebody you know maybe maybe it's the jealousy thing and you're not getting enough attention these are all things that can become problems and when you get into the chakras it'll get much deeper but that has to do with the uh with the cords as well i mean 
the cords going through the auric body and then into the actual body and removing parts of the soul. And over time, that's what happens here. Now, let me switch to my other thing so I can get to the right thing of what we're talking about. Do you have any questions before I get into that? Nope, go ahead. Okay, before I... No, I'm not going to go that. I'm going to go this way. There are... When we start looking at working on the cord itself, the cord, for one, can be felt. If you know how to feel energy... Mm -hmm. And I don't mean like feel the energy that's coming in. I'm like, say, like healers who put their hands on people or above people or around people or are able to send healing energy. Technically, if you clear your mind, clear your energy, and especially you let your spirit guides help you, because the whole point is, is the spirit guides will help make sure you don't get any of the bad energy or the cord attached to you. Right. Now... They can, they can feel around the body, and they can actually feel the cords. Like, if I'm doing a cord cutting on a shamanic level, I'm not really cutting as much as I'm, like, ripping the bitch out. Uh, there is nothing subtle about you. No, there's a... Well, that, that has to do with uh, my, my guide being a snake when it comes to the healing. So it, it's, it's just that that's how it works for me. But, I mean, I was gifted from death himself an axe to use as well it was left for me mm. so and, and it's not it's it's not a really good axe but it, it's meant for symbolic reasons right for me to use and so if i'm going in shamanically and i'll explain that when i get into how to do it a little bit more if i'm going in shamanically i i, I will hold the axe in my hand so that i know i have it once i go in but there's different ways about it. But the thing is, is like I said, it has to do with how it connects with you while you're still alive. Now, it's you have your typical seven chakras that everybody's heard of, but there's so many more than seven chakras. Mm -hmm. In fact, there's probably more chakras than we even know of. Okay? And then you have the, the uh, auric bodies, more or less, your, your, from your aura. The different... Uh, emotional, your lower uh, mental, your higher mental, your uh, soul, your spiritual. There's so many different levels of where these different energies are interacting with the meridians in your body, which then turn around and act with the chakras in your body. And this is how it gets in and actually steals it from you. Mm -hmm. So it starts off with stealing it just by causing pain and causing illnesses. But in the long run, you lose so much more than that, and you're getting sick. But, I mean, it's from your feet, from your, from your feet, from your base, from your sack. From your sack? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> from your sacral chakra, to your solar plexus, to your heart, to your higher heart, to your throat, to your brow, to your crown, to your higher self all of with it in those chakras. Then it's also your Hera, your your uh, solar star, your earth star. I mean, all of these are areas that need and can be needed for areas to be cut. So if you're going in and you're a person who can feel the cord, by all means, if you can feel the cord and you can see the cord, especially if you decided to go into like a meditation state of mind, if you can see it then then wherever you may see it is obviously where you need to have a cord cut however it's just smart to cut from above below side to side just every fucking where so that you don't have to worry about anything being lost you know if if you can comprehend what that means because oh i, I get it take a machete and go to town yeah basically that's why i was given the axe from death when it came in, because it was left at the old sanctuary. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I can't do that right now. I can't reach over there. Go. <laughs> you better talk. Uh, I ain't gonna talk. It's your job. 
I keep throwing the phone down on the table and I'm getting yelled at from Hill Hippie and told to go get a piece of foam so that I won't make noise. That's why I had to walk away from the mic for a minute because I was getting yelled at. <laughs> and he gazed over there laughing his ass off at me. <laughs> well, we have this discussion almost every we fucking week, <laughs> man. I don't know. Just my mind's not on that. I know. All right, I'll shut up. <laughs> yeah. Your your job is to talk and make, give good information to our listeners. My job is to produce a show that's not inclusive of bang, boom, thunk, thunk. All right, I'm sorry, people. I had to. I had to get scolded <laughs> again. All right, but I mean, the idea is we're trying to release the lower vibrations that are attacking your higher vibrations so that you can rise above and be the better person that you are. Now, obviously, when these things are happening, it's not like you wanted that to happen. It's not like you wanted a cord to get in the way. It's not like you wanted there to be problems, obviously. But you're living life. This shit happens, point blank. People have feelings, emotions, and... Everything gets can get in the way and really cause these different issues. Now, for the top, for the main idea, your root chakra has to do with your reproductive system. It is going to be dealing with uh, your uh, legs, your feet, your tailbone, and all of your sexual organs. Basically, it, your sacral chakra is dealing with your abdomen. It's your spleen. It's your um, urinary, urinary tract air infections and stuff like that. Your kidney. It is your ovaries. It is your blood sugar. And the solar plexus deals with energies of metabolism, digestive system, stomach, liver, gallbladder. God, I can't talk. Your small intestines, your pancreas, your heart deals with your lungs, your immune system, your blood, your uh, blood pressure, your circulatory, thank you, <laughs> I just looked at you with my mouth is not working, <laughs> um, your throat is your communication, your expression, um, your neck, your ears, your sinus, your respiratory system, your Third eye is your nervous system, your awareness, your eyes, it's your third eye, and your crown deals with your metabolism, your um, head, your upper spine, your hair, and your uh, and also your third eye as well. I mean, and that's just typical ideas. But then you also have, if you come right back down, it'll be talking to you about the emotions that go with that. So with your your uh, crown is also, oh, shit, I turned my page. Your crown is also, <laughs> your crown is also dealing with your spiritual connection, your love and your compassion, your peace, your harmony and how you can focus. Your third eye is your intuition, your service, your imagination, your force of good, your understanding. Your throat deals with your openness and your creativity, your communication. Your heart deals with your balance, your love, your connection, your com compassion, your hope, your forgiveness. Your solar plexus deals with self-control, purpose, your striving of being perfect or for perfection in general, your desire, your vanity, your willpower, your gut instinct, your lower intuition, your details, your mental and your anger. Your uh, sacral chakra deals with your relationships, your emotions, your sexuality, your intimacy, letting go, having warmth, having desire. And your root chakra deals with grounding, sexuality, survival instincts, um, needing to be safe and feeling able to have sexuality and not being of fear so i mean right there is giving you enough reasons for it to start to turn into all kinds of different situations that will cause problems within the body now where i can't get my page to go in the right direction here we go all over again 
Here's your first. I mean, hold on, where's what I'm looking for? Then you have your hands, you have your feet, which also pick up all of that very same energy. It picks up because your hands have all, all of the chakras within them, so does your feet. And it can tell you, just like one of the issues I was I was telling Hill Hippie before, before we came in here, because I'm having an issue with spirit today. We're having a little dispute. And one of the things that I, they hurt me without hurting me. They, like, irritate me into forms that will cause me pain when it's something that I need to have a conversation with them about or talk to somebody else about. And one of the uh, things that I get given is things within my hand. And so it's just like this fin one finger of mine, which is dealing with grief. And it's having something to do with the situation within one of the chakras that has to be dealt with with what's going on with the astrology. So, I mean, there are many different reasons behind how and why they can hook these different cords to you and why these cords need to be cut burned, chopped away, however you want to see it, taking a sword to, an axe to, a machete, in whatever it is that you see. The point is, is when you are going into chopping the cord, cutting the cord, you need to have, at least in a meditational state of mind, you need to have the person who the cord is attached to there with you. Now, Understand what I'm saying. In a meditational state of mind, whether you were able to go to the upper world, the lower world, the middle world, and do this kind of work, you can't just let me see the cords and start chopping the shit out of things and trying to get rid of the cords because it's not going to go anywhere. That's where we get all the way back into where we're eventually taking this to where it eventually generates all the way to a soul loss situation. Soul parts being taken from you because you have to get to the root of the issue if you do not know who you're cutting it from you're not going to be able to uncut it in other words as if you were tending your garden just because you chopped the ivy doesn't mean it ain't going to grow back you got to take out the roots right you have to go all the way to the root which means and, and see i was i was reading something on like reiki one of the ways that Reiki will teach you, see? Reiki the Levies? No, Reiki healing. Oh, okay. <laughs> like Reiki healing and stuff. One of the ideas behind Reiki healing is, is they will go into a meditational state of mind and do the work too, or they'll teach you to do that. However, the idea there is that they give you the impression that when you do this kind of cord cutting, you give them the opportunity to communicate with you after the cord's been cut no no there's no communication they this is why you call your guide in i mean this is why on, on a shamanic level you know we will cut everywhere we'll call the other the others maybe not just one person and maybe only a few cords and then you got to do this a couple different times because there's a couple different people cords have to be cut with you know and causing issues that could cause you illnesses and so forth. But the point is, when you go to do these types of cord cutting and you use that meditational state of mind, you're calling them in with your guide there. Your guide is there to protect you so that the person's there for the cord to be cut from. Their opinion doesn't fucking count. Their opinion has nothing to do with this. The cord is to cut it to release you from them. And at least... Uh, and, and put it this way, like as Hill Hippie was saying with his daughter, he's never going to want to cut any cords with his daughter. He loves her. But there are people out there who don't have that kind of loving relationship, and they may need to cut it with their family members so that they can try to get a healing. <laughs> you said cut it. <laughs> cut it. <laughs> well, that's exactly what it is. Cut it, burn it, crap it. I mean, I don't care. Just break it. Pull it out. Destroy it. The point is, is... If there's going to be a cord that's going to grow back, it needs to be one that's growing back on a healthy term. And as long as you have those people still in your life, it's going to grow back, point blank. But this is why when you do this form of work, it needs to be in 
the middle world or in a meditational state of mind or you need to have someone like a shaman who can actually go in and do it because if you just assume on your own I had problems with cutting cords because for one I have a really bad problem with visual visualization damn if I can't talk today (laughs) (laughs) I have had a very big problem with that what Tone it down. I'm sorry. I've had a very big problem with that. I was just, didn't know what in the world you were saying. Because I have a problem with visualizing what I'm trying to see. And the problem with that is is I try too hard. I have to go in and let my guides do the visual, mm-hmm. doing do it. And if I try to put it in, I can't see shit. And like I was explaining to Hell Happy the other day, you know, he was explaining how he sees things when he goes into the middle world or the lower world or the upper world. And for me, I don't see the same. Unless I'm getting a vision or an information directly from spirit of what I need to see to pass on, I don't see as well. I mean, if I'm getting a vision from spirit, I see just as clear as I see you right now. But if I'm in the middle world, it's I, I pretty much have like a shadowy green or are a black with shades of black. So I really have to trust my gut and trying to visualize on top of what's already dark and just cluttered of the same color and feeling through where the illnesses is or the darknesses, that becomes a problem for me. So, and I explain that for you because, for you listeners, because if you're just trying to go in with the intention of I'm going to cut these cords and I don't even see cords and let me just come in with, you know, as as, as Lady Stars of Fire was saying, you know, she has this axe that she uses and she goes into meditation and then, and then, and then, and I can just start doing this in my head, but you don't believe it, then it's not going to work. You're wasting your time. And also, as a public safety notice, I'm going to advise you not to actually swing the axe because she just holds it. She's not physically swinging it in the air as she's in this meditative state. Otherwise, dear listeners, if you do that particular practice, you might not come out of your meditative state and you might become a part of the other world permanently. So oh, please you can know hurt other people. That too. But if you're meditating that closely around other people I don't personally for me that wouldn't work yeah exactly I mean it, there that's what I'm saying there are so many different ideas where people have the impression you know I can just cut the cord because I was imagining it you know I I imagined it in my head I saw the cords I decided to work through it da 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 da, da. it's not gonna work and there are people who will tell you you know you can do the, do the meditation, but if you don't have, if you didn't bring the person to you, and this is why we tell you to do it in the middle world, in a safe place within the middle world with your guide to protect you from the other person or people, this is why you're meant to bring them to you. Because if you're just cutting cords there and you can or can't see, you're still not actually cutting anything because you have to face why the cord has to be cut. Basically, I mean, it's going to be speaking to you of your your guide. What you may be learning is, you know, reasons why you still have heartache, why you feel helpless, why you feel rejected, why you are afraid, why you feel powerless, why you still carry anger and rage, um, why you're still frustrated with things you can't understand, you have fear, why you're still carrying these burdens, you coulda, shoulda, woulda, are you happy now, spirit? Shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, keep holding on to these energies or being inflexible and not being able to give out that love, insecurity, all of these are issues that come from cord cutting for the lack of cord cutting. And if you're not truly cutting it because you were given the false idea that you could just fake it in your head and start cutting shit without actually facing the truth, you're wasting your time. Yeah, this is not one of those scenarios where you can fake it till you make it. Right, it's not going to work for you. I mean, and you have so many other ones. I mean, like I said, I've heard where Reiki will instruct you to go ahead and do such a thing and then ask the other person you know, if they have anything to say. No. 
I mean, one of the reasons why shamans don't tell you what we removed is because we're keeping you from reattaching to it. It's our problem to deal with. On a whole nother level, we let our guides take care of it. We don't tell you about the illnesses we remove. We don't tell you about certain aspects because we're protecting you. That's part of our job. If you put yourself right back in, that that's that's just like jumping back into the water when you know you can't swim. I got out and let me jump back in and see if I learned anything. No, no, you didn't. That, that's the whole point. You don't want to go right back into where you're not going to jump right back into quicksand as soon as you got out of it. And this is why you don't want people there. I mean, you don't want them to give their opinion. If you have to see them again in real life, maybe you can let that cord reattach on a new healthy way. But while it's being detached, there's nothing that you need to hear from that other person. Right. Um, and, and, I mean, but people will give the idea that you can say a spell and it will do it. No, it won't. There are people I've, I've heard, there's tarot readings that will tell you where and how and what. Do you really trust the cards for that? I'm just going to leave it at that. If you really trust the cards, good luck to you. And we have uh, some beachfront property in Missouri we'd like to sell you. Exactly. I mean... Ocean beachfront property. The cards aren't going to detach it. They're not going to cut the cord for you. They may help you understand why you have the cord. Yeah. Well, how sharp is the edge of the card? <laughs> I said the information coming out of the card may help you comprehend it, but it ain't going to do shit for you. Ah. And there's others that I don't know, man. I, I've seen some cartoons, and there's a character that was flinging <laughs> cards around, and it was cutting some shit. Uh, maybe that guy could pull it off, but <laughs> not the rest of us. But, and, and one of the other things is people will say there's, there are specific stones that will detach the cord. Okay. Now, for those of you who've been following me, you've heard me say a million times, I carry selenite often. Selenite helps to detach attachments or to keep attachments from attaching. It helps. It is not going to detach it. It is not going to cut it. But it will help you to stay on the healthier side of the cord so that you it won't become a problem. It won't become an attachment. Right, so it doesn't the fruit don't go rotten. Right. I mean because people there's there's many different stones that I've heard people will use, but it's not the same. The only way that you're going to cut them is either to know how to go into the meditation if possible of taking yourself to the middle world and have your guide there to protect you, point blank. All the rest is bullshit. I mean, and if you're not confident enough within your own self and your own work, you know, to get all of the different cords or the ones that are in the back of you, I mean, because that's, that's one of the bigger issues. People forget that, you like, your higher, your higher heart chakra is actually in the back of you. You have, as or as my teacher put it, you have your three back doors, your three spiritual back doors. And if they're not cut from there, then you're going to have a problem anyway because you're only cutting your front and your side chakras and, like, underneath your feet. You need the help from your guides to to make sure of this. I, I keep my snake at my back doors on purpose. <laughs> Phrasing! <laughs> You didn't see EK's face. But I do because I got a Cobra. Not like that. <laughs> I really wasn't trying to be sexual about that, but I didn't think that through. No. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, well. But Save that type of talk for the blank. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, the idea is, you know, make sure that you know what you're doing. Make sure that you're capable of doing it. If you need to seek guidance and help from someone else, make sure you get somebody who's capable of doing that as well. Just don't believe everything you hear. Like, you could do it with a spell. You can do it with a prayer. People will call in the angels, so to speak, if you believe in angels, you know, to help with that. And there are specific ones that are known to be able to do so. But that 
doesn't mean necessarily that it was done. It's best if you can do them for yourself, but if you do need to go to, you know, somebody who can do it, make sure that you've gotten the right people, you know, and, and if you're doing it for yourself, make sure that you believe in yourself, because if you don't, right off the bat, you're, you're, you're lying to yourself, and it's not going to make any bit of a matter, and you don't want it to turn into being a soul loss or soul parts that are being stolen. It'll hurt you in the long run, more than just being sick here in this world. With that being said, are you ready to jump into astrology? No. Why not? Because we're changing things. Okay, then you do what you're changing. All right. <laughs> well, we're going to start off astrology from this point forward uh, every episode, giving you a small overview of the solar activity for uh, what's going on and what could potentially be coming in the, uh, the next week. Just to give you guys a heads up on what the sun is doing. Because I can track this. This I, this I know. <laughs> now, what TTs are being touched and bouncing out? T-squares, you know, the titties. What, what's going on with the titties in the sky? I don't know what's going on with the that. The titties in the sky. <laughs> the, yeah, the, oh, sorry. The, it's a song of parody I need to write. Titties in the sky keep on bouncing. <laughs> okay, proceed. <laughs> All right. So, what we got going on is uh, prepared by the uh, NOAA uh, Space Weather Division. There is absolutely no solar activity uh, that is going on that we need to give two craps about. There were no Earth-directed CMEs. Solar activity is at a very, very low level right now. And it is expected to continue to stay at the low levels from the 28th to the 30th. However... A large coronal hole is currently stretching across the eastern half of the visible solar disk. This opening in the sun's atmosphere will begin to face Earth after November 30th and should be the source of a high-speed solar wind stream past Earth this coming weekend. Perhaps around, uh, perhaps a round of geomagnetic storms uh, can be looked forward to. If you want more information uh, about these storms, as uh, large coronal hole number 53 faces Earth, uh, tune into SolarHam.com uh, this coming weekend. And now it's on to you. Okay, dokie. All right. This is typically... All right. What I, Normally, I'm going over the astrology for the week. And I am. But I'm going over a much bigger situation than just this week. Because you really need to hear the bigger situation over than just this week's information. But technically, this would be from November 26th through December 3rd. But with that being said, I've only been talking about Chiron is going to be coming out of retrograde in Pisces on December 8th for, I don't know, over a year and a half. And when this happens, this is seriously going to be it's, it's not coming out of Pisces, but it's coming out of retrograde. And it will be now moving forward, so it's going back in towards moving into Aries. Pisces is a universal 12th house. The 12th house with Chiron here, and there's there's no doubt in the world that Mars and Neptune are here on purpose at this time. Because when it ends and it finally moves into Aries... It's starting a brand new cycle. And we're talking about the wounded healer, the gatekeeper of wholeness in the 12th house. It's talking about you about talking to you about overcoming your subconscious, your hidden self, <coughs> your unconscious mind, your karmic debts, your self-deception, your mental illnesses, your self-sacrifices, your um own self-undoing habits of the past and frustrations of the past. The 12th house is hard to understand because it also deals with prison. It also deals with government offices, government situations. It deals with suicides. It deals with funerals. It deals with murder. It deals with kidnapping. It deals with grief, sorrow, and your secrets. Okay? So let me put it to you this way. Chiron only has a week and a half before it comes out of retrograde. It has Neptune and Pisces with it, and it has Mars in Pisces with it, all three of them. This is your gatekeeper of wholeness. 
getting ready to come out of retrograde where he's been overly communicating with you. He's got one and a half weeks left, a week and a half. Your skeletons are about to come completely out of the closet. Anything that you don't want to deal with, that you're in denial about, that you've had those skeletons hidden all nice and up in the closet and you've done forgot about it you know it's been dormant and you just forgot about all of that shit this is its last chance to really just pull all of that shit out and throw it in your face because you have to heal that 12th house before that next cycle can start and this would be that time in that next week or so that it's only chance to pull those skeletons out and throw it in your face that it has the opportunity to now with mars that is your your warrior there your passion your action your aggression your fire and your sexual energy all is in this house with the wounded healer and the gatekeeper of wholeness speaking about all of these energies and neptune is going to recreate the nostalgia and remind you of things that may not be real or you may be remembering incorrectly you may be it, it it's it's gonna be like I, I i said a couple weeks ago it's like entering the alice in wonderland right now it's you kind of went down the rabbit hole and you, the skeletons are coming out and that information has got to come up over the next week and a half so don't be surprised at these things that come back in your face that are your own issues that you have to work through because if you don't work through them you're not going to start a new cycle. You're going to start the same cycle again. And that is the whole key point, key part there. Now, you also have Mercury, which is in retrograde. And it's going to go direct on the 6th, which is next week. Same idea, except for Mercury is going to cross over the sun, cross over Jupiter, and Sagittarius, where it's talking to you right now. Mercury only, when Mercury is in retrograde, we cannot help it. We are a little more self-centered because our communication is only talking to us. It's not like we mean to be self-centered. It's just our communication really is only talking to us. In Sagittarius, with Jupiter bringing the higher abundance and the knowledge, the sun illuminating it, Mercury only talking to us, Sagittarius bringing us closer to our higher self, your higher soul self is telling you what you are not getting right to make your soul shine basically these are the things that your soul desires for you to be able to be happy and healthy and it is pointing out these things that are not happening that are not coming into fruition that you aren't getting right basically and it only has until the first to get that information right, and then it moves into Scorpio, moving closer to Cirrus, and moving closer to Venus for that last week. So these two weeks, Mercury is going to be sending all kinds of information to you about you getting it right, because once it moves into Scorpio, that's your eighth house, your universal eighth house, which deals with what the relationships are and what they own. Now, any and everything that you care about you have a relationship with. I say this all the time. If you have no money, you know about your relationship with no money. If you have no car, you know about your relationship with no car. If you have no lover, you know about your relationship with no lover. But my, my point is, is it also is dealing with your, like your job. You're, you know you go to work so that you can make the money. So it's speaking to you about possibly not making the proper money. You know, it's also speaking to spouses about sexual activities. It's speaking to spouses about... (laughs) It's speaking to them about bills. It's speaking to them about taxes. When it comes to children, it's speaking to you about neglect or nurturing. Don't neglect the children. But I'm saying whatever you care about, you have a relationship with. And that's what the eighth house is. It speaks to you about what... The relationship is responsible for now venus is there venus is not love venus is sensitivities i say all the time if you put your hand in a hot oven and you pull out cookies cook it at 365 degrees and you burn the shit out of your hand that is venus saying don't do that because that shit hurts mm. venus is not just about giving you the idea of how to caress the situation and be charming and get what you want. She's also telling you why you don't like what you don't like. So 
with Mercury in retrograde overly communicating about the relationships, it's going to be pointing out where your sensitivity is not comfortable because it's trying to teach you how to get it comfortable and make it right. Cirrus is there as well. Cirrus is speaking to you. Cirrus is the threefold theory. Cirrus is karma. Okay, so she's too close to home in the first place. That's what she's known for. As well as she speaks to you about how you nurture things or parent things, more or less. How were you parented? How are you parenting? Are you, are, are you doing it well or are you neglecting situations? Is it turning into, you know, healthcare situations? Did it turn into healthcare situations from your own parents? You know, these are all things that you're going to be evaluating over these next two weeks. But I'm going to give you the best advice I can. If you are making any kind of life-changing decisions, do not do it until after December 6th. And, and honestly, I would tell you, don't make any life-changing decisions until more around the 20th, right around Christmas time. I mean, you may be moving in a, in a forward direction, and if you can come into a situation from a mature, open-minded, healthy point of view and have these conversations, good, great, go for it. You know, if you can, you know, improve things in your life between now and then, good, great, go for it. But if you can't be open-minded and you can't really be mature about it, don't be making life-changing decisions until Mercury is out of retrograde and Mercury has cleared shadow. Because you may be finding out you're making decisions when you're still being too self-centered. And then you might smack yourself when she, go, when, when she goes direct or Mercury goes direct. With that being said, hold on, let me flip back over. With that being said, um, you also had the key for this week and probably next week, probably for the next at least three weeks. One of the keys that will help keep things grounded right now is Jera is in retrograde in Taurus. Jera is not in opposition, but she is across the way from the sun and Sagittarius. And... This is where Mercury is about to move across, more or less. Jera is Jupiter's wife. She's going to speak to you about what you need to not forget about your own self-worth, your self-value, your self-esteem. And, you know, make sure that you're doing it in a way that's keeping you grounded while you evaluate everything else. Because she's trying to keep Jupiter grounded. Because Jupiter is abundance, higher knowledge. He's there with the sun. He's there with Mercury. He's got so much communication coming in. She's sending him a message from across the way going, don't forget your own self-worth, your self-value, your self-esteem, basically, in this energy. So she's trying to ground the energy coming out of Taurus. Then you also have Pallas, which is in, because these are the areas nobody's going to be talking to you about. Pallas is in Libra right now and Pallas is the warrior god Athena she's all about strategic thinking so she's trying to ground the situations of what's going to be coming through your mind and the decisions that you're going to be making about these relationships within your life and making sure that you're doing it strategically you know make sure that you're using wisdom within the decisions that you're making so that you don't just you know go completely crazy and regret what you did because you jumped the gun and you did it while Mercury was in retrograde. They always tell you never make big life-changing decisions while Mercury is in retrograde. And if you can, hold out until it's cleared the shadow. Okay, with that being said, how much time do I have left? Okay, so we have a little bit of time still. All week, the moon is going to be having issues with everybody. The moon is dealing with your intuition, your emotions, and your depths. And on Monday, basically today, no, 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 no. Monday's already gone. So we're going to just start off with Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday, Wednesday, the moon is in Leo. So it's going to be a little bit more dramatic, point blank. There's more drama going on in this situation because it's in opposition with Lilith and Aquarius. Lilith is, nobody's going to make me do a damn thing I don't want to do, backed up by, you know, what I like to say, 
the I, I like to call Aquarius the fireworks because you don't really know what's going to go off when you watch the fireworks. You don't really know what's coming at you. It's the rubble that's coming out of the situation. And Lilith is not about to have anybody tell her what she will and won't do. This is about your outer community and your groups, your friends, your goals, your wishes, your dreams, talking to... um talking to your moon in Leo. So it's going to be over emotional right now. It's going to be over dramatic right now as it's going through these situations. So basically you want to make sure this week also, you want to just make sure you watch your word vomit because you may come right out and spell, spit out some information that you might regret, regret that you came right out and said. Um, then you have Thursday and Friday, uh, the moon is in Virgo and it's in opposition with Mars and Neptune. Virgo is when you're more organized. You want to, you're more detail-oriented. You, you, you pay more attention to your health, your diet. And is in opposition of, you know, that universal 12th house that we were talking about earlier. Mars, your warrior, your passion, your action, your aggression. The magic that you're able to create and the healing that's coming from your unconsciousness. So you're or, you're trying to organize shit that you don't even really know what the hell you're organizing. Because you may still be in denial about what you're working through. And that's the important part there is, is you want to look for making sure you're not in denial with whatever Neptune and Mars is trying to organize through Virgo because they're not getting along. So they're trying to be the finger pointer and point fingers at shit that it may not truly be right to be pointing it at. Maybe you need to be looking at yourself. Now, it will also be creating a T-square with uh, Mars... <laughs> What a T square I know with the titties, <laughs> with with the uh, with Jupiter and the Sun and Mercury. Like I said, so this is bringing in a whole lot of finger pointing conversations as you come into Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, trying to basically point fingers at everybody but yourself. And you may need to realize you're being a hypocrite about it. You may need to realize the stuff that you really are in denial about because this might be part of those communications that is being shown to you. Jupiter and the sun is trying to highlight and bring illumination into everything it is that your soul wants, but that you're not really getting and you haven't been stepping up to the plate about and Mars and Neptune is going to be talking about everything that's in your past. And your finger pointer, which is Virgo, is going to be trying to find what the lie is. Where is the lie detector telling the truth and where it's not? Okay. And then Saturday, the moon is in Libra in the opposition of Chiron. So we're right back in that universal 12th house again. The moon is in Libra, which is your relationships, not wanting to deal with what Chiron is trying to show you you need to see in order to move forward. And at the same time, it's squaring Saturn. So your relationships are fighting being able to find harmony and balance because they're not trying to change the rules, the walls, and the boundaries that need to be changed. Because obviously the rules, walls, and boundaries most likely that are set, are not set in place that still serve you. Okay? So that's the biggest part of what's working against you this week. I mean, like I said, Chiron's the wounded healer trying to talk to the relationships and the emotional side, this, the sensitive side, the depths of yourself, as well as your intuition. Is your intuition off is what you really want to be asking yourself. But here's the flip side. The moon in Libra on Saturday, is still going to be sextiling the North Node. So the North Node in Cancer is trying to give you the karmic answers that you need to help move forward if you can find your way through and find that proper intuition and understand that it's trying to help you get what you need to get as you move forward. And then you have Mercury and Jupiter, which will be sextiling no, Saturn will be sextiling uh, Mars, Neptune, and Pluto. So the rules, the walls, and the boundaries are trying to find new ways to set new rules, walls, and boundaries. The point is, is, is your intuition on or off? Are you listening or are you not? Are, are you too afraid to make the changes? 
because it's time to step up to the plate. But with that being said, I want to tell everybody that I love you and I hope you have a wonderful week and be good to you. Absolutely. And may all your journeys be safe ones. was sacred, had not yet 